Chapter 38 SK Cartel The Souls Waiting to be Set Free Jungwoon was in his room, staring at the birds flying by, feeling the anxiety rise within him. He knew he had made the right decision in helping build a case against Hyang Nim, but he just felt like something would go wrong. He knew who Hyang Nim was and what he was and what he was capable of to maintain his status and power. Jungwoon had no idea who his contact was, but he was relieved to know that the others would be safe regardless. He knew he was taking a huge risk, but he was just tired, tired of being caged up and used. He had spent too much time with Hyang Nim and had missed out on a normal life. He walked back to the library after making sure no one was around. He sat down at the computer and connected his phone to it. Suddenly the screen lit up and a code appeared. His contact from the police was obviously tech-savvy and had said he would block any spyware that could track his movements. Jungwoon watched as both screens moved on their own and after a while a message appeared on the computer screen. Message. What evidence have you collected? Jungwoon typed his reply and connected a USB to share the file with them. The person made a copy and thanked Jungwoon for their help as well as asked for a favor. Message. Thank you. Also, let me know when Kyungnim will be out. Location and time. Jungwoon agreed and the screens went blank. Jungwoon disconnected his phone and returned to his room hoping it was enough to finally put an end to Kyungnim. The others had been on edge as they waited for a chance to make a run for it. They knew their plan wouldn't be perfect and had many outside factors that could harm them, but they were all ready to take the risk. Hyangnim had left and things were silent for a while before Solmin suddenly saw Hyangnim's car racing back over. Jesse's car was right behind his. Solmin made a quick run for the secret hallway. She heard rapid approaching footsteps and made sure she was well hidden. The doors to Hyangnim's office opened and slammed shut before yelling soon started. Hyangnim, Jesse, what the hell did you do? Jesse, I told you I had a plan. Hyangnim, that was not something I had approved of. Jesse, what's the big deal? Hyangnim, the whole point was to pin SF9 and SKL against each other. You went in and attacked one of his own, right in front of him. If you were going to shoot anybody, it should have been him. <sighs> Whatever. Get out. Jesse, what? Are you kicking me out too? Hyangnim, yes. I don't want that asshole coming back here. You're on your own. Jesse scoffed and crossed her arms. Hyangnim looked at her and pointed towards the door. Jesse rolled her eyes and left the office angrily. Somin caught up with her, pretending to be leaving the library. Somin, oh, Jesse, you finished with your mission already? Jesse turned to look at her, annoyed. Jesse, why do you care? Somin, I'm bored. We're not allowed to leave. Jesse, I did him a favor and he's kicking me out. Somin, huh? Why? Jesse, well, you're going to find out anyway. I killed Chedin. Somin's eyes grew wide and was left speechless. Jesse scoffed and crossed her arms. Jesse, what? Are you going to tell me off too? Somin scoffed back and rolled her eyes. Somin, no, it's just unfair that you get all the fun. Jesse gave her a sarcastic look and turned to leave. Jesse, let's not meet again. She threw up a peace sign as she left the mansion. Somin waited for her to leave before running back to her room. However, Irene wasn't there, so she ran to the library, hoping to find someone. As she entered, she saw Jongwon leaving. Somin, oh, Jongwon. Jongwon, is something wrong? Somin, Jesse killed Chedin right in front of Huta. Hyangnim didn't approve of it and kicked Jesse out. Jongwon, oh, fuck. Things have just definitely escalated. Somin, if Huta decided to come here, Jongwon, 
Don't worry. I'll get you all out of here before then. You all will be safe. Somin. Why won't you come with us? Jungwoon. Someone needs to be the double agent to help you all if anything goes wrong. Somin nodded as she looked down at the floor. Jungwoon patted her head and sighed. Jungwoon, go back to your room. I'll tell the others, okay? Somin bowed her head and left the library as Jungwoon watched her leave. He left the library and went towards the office. He saw June at his desk and walked over to him. Jungwoon, have you heard? June looked up at him slightly and shook his head. Before Jungwoon could say anything, Hyungnim called June inside his office. Jungwoon bowed his head and left to go find the others. June entered Hyungnim's office and awaited instructions. Hyungnim, if Huta shows up, he is not to be let in, whether I'm here or not. Jessie has also been cut off. She is no longer to be allowed back in. I have to go. Keep them in line or you'll be the next one to go. Hyungnim gave June a final glare before packing his laptop and leaving the office. June exhaled slowly and was about to leave when he saw Hyungnim's planner still on the desk. He walked over slowly to pick it up and noticed a meeting two days later. He memorized the details before running over to Hyungnim to deliver the planner. Hyungnim yanked it out of June's hands. June bowed his head as Hyungnim left. He went back towards his desk and sat down. He took out his phone and was about to message the others when he received a text for a group meeting in the game room. June organized a few files before slowly making his way over to do his rounds. Jungwoon was on his way to meet with the others when he noticed they were heading to the game room. He went inside his personal bathroom and sent them a message to have a quick meeting in the game room. He headed towards the meeting after a few minutes and met up with the others. Gikwang, did something happen? Jungwoon, yes, let's wait for everyone to get here. Top, why are we having a meeting here? Jungwoon, because you guys were already headed over here. We gotta be really careful. Top and Gikwang nodded before heading over to the pool table to set it up. They played for a while as they waited for everyone to arrive. Soming came in after Irene and went over to the dartboard. Irene, June, Jongun, should be here soon. Did Soming already tell you? Soming, no, we just met up right now on the way over. Irene, I was in the basement. They continued to play in silence until finally June arrived. Jongun, quickly, before a guard comes to check out what we're up to. Soming, Jesse killed Chading in front of Huta, and it wasn't approved by Hyungnim. She was kicked out and just left a while ago. The others cursed to themselves as they looked at each other in disbelief. June. He just ordered for the guards to not let either of them return, but he hasn't said anything else. He must think Huta will only stop at Jesse, but we know how wildly unpredictable he can be. Everyone has to be careful. Jongun. You all have to leave before anything happens. June, Hyungnim will be at a private meeting with one of his supporters. He'll be at the new location for Happy Ever After Tutoring Center two days from now at 9 a.m. Jungwoon looked over at June, surprised. June, I saw the note marked in his planner. He may assume I have looked at it, but that's your chance to escape. The others nodded as June left the room and stayed quiet as their anxiety returned. Jungwoon. Jungwoon. You all should leave tomorrow night or early morning before he heads over there. Irene, let's continue to use spare phones until we can get new ones. Jongwon, be sure to keep in touch. Jongwon, of course. Top, are you sure you won't come with us? Jongwon, someone has to stay behind that's on your side. Gikwang, Hyung. Jongwon, hey, since when have you ever called me that? Don't worry, I'll be fine. Irene, be prepared to leave everything behind and leave without ever turning back. Top, easy. The others nodded along and Jongwon ran out 
first to go back to the library. He reconnected his phone and opened the messaging app to send a signal. Soon his contact replied. Jung Woon sent the details of Hyung Nim's meeting. The contact thanked him for the information and logged out. Jung Woon grabbed his phone and left. Irene went back to the basement and sat in the chair in front of Yong Hwa's cell. She stared at the door quietly. She grabbed a journal and pen and carefully opened the slot to put them inside. She sat back down inside. Irene, don't try to lie to me. You should know there's no point. I know there's no point. She got up and sat on the floor instead to be eye level with the open slot. Irene, at any point, was I ever more than just a target to you? A tear escaped and slowly ran down her cheek. Irene, will I ever be more than just a target to you? She closed her eyes and took a deep breath to calm herself down. She heard the notebook fall and opened her eyes. She closed the slot and picked up the notebook to see his responses. It was just as she had expected. She tore out the page and crumbled it up. She was about to leave when she heard the secret door opening. She quickly hid and heard the guards coming in. They knocked on the door to the cell and shouted at Yonghua. Guard 1. Hey, we're taking you on a trip. They opened the slot, expecting him to only take out his wrist to be handcuffed. But as one of the guards was about to put the handcuffs on him, Yonghua grabbed the guard's hand and stabbed him with the pen. Guard number 2. What the hell? Where do you get the pen from? The guard tased Yonghua, who finally let go of the other guard. Guard. Fucking bastard. Ah, oh, shit, it hurts. Guard two. Be happy it was just a pen. Guard. No shit. Still hurts, though. They slowly opened the door and handcuffed Yonghua. After making sure he didn't have any other weapons hidden on his person, they dragged him out. Irene walked out of her hiding place and cursed her herself as she thought about what was to come. Irene. Shit. Hyungnim definitely knows he'll be attacked during his meeting. She went back to her room and met up with Somin. Irene, we'll really have to be careful when we confront Kyungnim. Somin looked at her worried, but before she could say anything more, they suddenly heard their door being locked. They rushed over and tried to open their door, only to find that the door indeed had been locked from the outside. They heard muffled banging and yelling from the hall. Irene, he definitely knows he's going to be ambushed. He took Yonghua. Somin, the night shift takes over around midnight. I'll get us out of here. Irene nodded and they went over to the window and saw the increase in security. All the members noticed that it would be difficult to escape and their hearts were beating faster and faster as they tried to find a way out. Suddenly, a message came to their phones from June. June, sorry I had to lock you in, but I will provide the opportunity for you all to escape. They had no choice but to stay still and wait for June's signal to make a run for it. They each sat on the edge of their beds as they tried to stay calm and focused. This was the moment they had been waiting for, the moment they had dreamed of but doubted would ever come true. Time seemed to drag as a whole day passed and they were still waiting. Some of them had begun to pace back and forth while others waited by the window. Suddenly the fire alarm rang and all the power went out, inside and outside. The guards were yelling and it sounded like chaos outside. Somin took the chance to start kicking at the door. Irene came up from behind with a candlestick and pushed Somin out of the way to start hitting the doorknob. The door finally opened and they rushed out and headed for the library without getting caught by the guards. Somin didn't see any of the others and ran back to help them escape. They all made it to the library just as the guards were coming back into the mansion. They heard more yelling getting closer as Top was the last one going through the secret door. He quickly closed the door and told the others to make a run for it to be safe. They reached the small shed and went outside to look around. Gikwang, 
What do we do now? Top smirked and motioned for them to follow him. They walked towards the street and saw what seemed like an abandoned vehicle. Top went over and removed all the debris as Gikwang went to help him. Top retrieved the keys from a hiding spot and unlocked the car. They all climbed in and drove off. Gikwang, where should we go? Top, should we try calling Taeyang? Irene, no, let's not get him involved right now. Xiangnim will find out we escaped and we shouldn't risk leading him to Taeyang. Somin, then Huta? They stayed quiet and thought for a moment. Top, should we call first? Irene sighed deeply and took out her phone. Irene, we're heading over there now. She ended the call before they had a chance to answer, and Top raced over to Huta's mansion. They arrived and were met by Minho and Taekyun at the door. Taekyun, Minho prepared some food for you all if you're hungry. Gekwang, I'm starving. Gekwang and Top headed towards the dining room as Irene and Somin looked around. The others came out to greet them. Matthew, what happened? Irene, long story short, we escaped to be able to attack that bastard. Huta, such a dysfunctional family we have. Irene rolled her eyes and headed toward the dining room. Somin, what were you all up to? Matthew, we were also coming up with a plan for tomorrow. We already... Somin, tomorrow? You guys know? Taekyun, yeah. Somin, how? June? Tail, no, we've been communicating with Taeyang. Somin, but how does Taeyang know? They all looked at each other confused. Matthew, I don't know, but frankly, that's not really important right now. Huta. Finally, Matthew, some intelligence out of you. Matthew rolled his eyes and left the room. Somin excused herself and went to join the others in the dining room. Tail went back to his room as Taekyun and Huta stayed behind. Huta. Now that they're here, you all focus on whatever you want, but Kyungnim is mine. Taekyun nodded without turning to face him and also walked back to his room. As the others finished eating, they stood up and cleared their plates as Irene and Somin stayed sitting quietly. Irene, Somin, tomorrow, whatever happens, Somin, Oni, we both escaped and we'll both be able to finally live however we want. Irene kept staring at her plate and just nodded softly. Minho escorted the men to their rooms and asked if they needed anything else. Top, no, we should be good. Gikwang, yeah, thanks for letting us stay in your room. We'll see you in the morning. Minho bowed and went towards the other bedrooms. He saw Irene and Somin standing in front of Chading's door. He hesitated to approach them, but Somin eventually turned around and bowed to him. Somin, sorry about Chading. Minho, I still can't believe it. Irene, she didn't deserve this. Minho, no one does. At least not any of us. Irene, did you all know your files? Minho. Yeah, we came across a USB that had evidence against Young Nim, the chairman, and all of us. The women turned to look at Minho. Irene, a USB? Where is it? Minho escorted them to Tae's room and knocked. Leo opened the door and Minho apologized. Minho, sorry to bother you. They wanted to see the USB. Leo walked over to the desk and unlocked the laptop as they walked in. Irene sat down and looked over it. Irene, something is weird. Tail. What do you mean? So, I mean, I can understand Kyung-nim having incriminating evidence against us put together, but why also put evidence against himself and the chairman? Minho, we wonder that too, but honestly, we just focused on the evidence against him. Tail, well, if Zuho was an undercover cop, wouldn't there be others? Irene, he must have had a team, but 
I mean, they could pose as guards, but how could any guard get all this together? Leo, what do you mean? Somin. Not even his personal guards were allowed in certain parts of the mansion, and that included his office. Irene. Could it have been Jongun? Is that why he stayed behind? Somin. You checked everything on here? Tay. Yes, well, mostly. Matthew. Did... Did you all know about my parents? Everyone turned to see Matthew standing at the doorway. Irene. Your parents? Somin. Who... Tail went over to the laptop and showed them the love letters between Matthew's parents. Soming gasped as she realized who they were. Irene looked over at Matthew and stood up. She walked up to him and placed her hand on his cheek. Irene. How did no one ever notice? You resemble him slightly. I'm so sorry, Matthew. Matthew nodded as he looked down at the floor. Irene removed her hand and asked to see the rest. By the end... The women were enraged but not surprised by the chairman's behavior. Suddenly the laptop chimed and Tail went to check. Somin. What is it? Tail. There was a recording that was corrupted so we tried to recover it. Let's see if we can listen to it now. Tail played the audio file and suddenly the room froze as they listened to it. Woman. Oh, Opa, please. Chairman. Don't call me that. Woman. I'm sorry. I did wrong. Please spare me. Chairman. Get off me. Woman, please, for our baby's sake. Chairman, that's exactly why I'm doing this. How dare you get pregnant? Woman, please, I'm sorry. Please save her. Chairman, her? There was a lot of static and words that they couldn't quite make out, but suddenly they heard blood-curdling screams and metal clanking. Chairman, you'll stay locked up here until my daughter is born. Woman, oh, no. Mr. Chairman, please, let me go home. Don't leave me here alone. Chairman, make sure the baby stays healthy. I've always wanted a daughter. I have the perfect name for her. Irene. Irene was using all her strength to stay calm as she continued to listen, but a tear escaped as she clenched her fist under the table. Voice. Yes, Mr. Chairman. What do we do with her after the baby is born? Do we... Chairman. Why you kill her, of course. I don't need the other maids getting ideas. Voice. Yes, Mr. Chairman. Irene stopped the recording and gasped for air. Irene had spent so much time hating her mother, thinking she had just abandoned her. Her whole life she had to be strong, but after finding out the truth, she couldn't hold back any longer. Somin patted her back as the others gave her space. After Irene had calmed down, they all apologized to her, but she didn't know what to say. But as usual, Huta did. He had arrived halfway through the recording and was leaning against the wall with his arms crossed. Huta. Should we listen to it again in the morning? Minho grew angry and snapped back. Minho. Huta. Huta. What? It'll keep her focused. We're all going to need all that rage you have kept inside. Minho. Then should we also expose you? Huta's smile faded as he glared at Minho, but his tone remained playful. Huta. But I'm perfect. Minho scoffed and turned away. Hota. All right, fine. Have you all found Somin's file? Somin jerked to face him, confused. Huta winked at her playfully and nodded towards the laptop. Huta. Remember what I said? All the dots are there. You just have to see the big picture. Tail went through the files again, trying to see if he had missed anything. As he scrolled through the files, he came across Somin's and opened it. He saw the police report from 
when her mother died and found another encrypted audio file. Chairman. She won. What did you do? She won. What you should have done. Chairman. Who gave you the authority to do that? She won. What? <laughs> Would you have done anything different? Chairman. Who are you to decide? She could have been sent to happy ever after. She won. Well, that was my intention. Chairman. What? She won. I don't want any more siblings. Father, if you had only managed to get a vasectomy, I wouldn't have been forced to do these things. I don't care about your affairs. But your head is empty. Where is your ambition? Stop thinking with your dick. Suddenly they heard footsteps, then a loud slap before complete silence. Fainter footsteps could be heard, then a sigh before more talking. Chairman, I'm forgiving you this time since my soulmate is safe with me. But pull something like that again and I won't let it slide. She won. How many more kids do you have? Or plan on having? Chairman. <laughs> I'm searching for them. I should have at least one more child somewhere out there. His mother was my favorite concubine. But that bitch ran away when she found out she was pregnant. She won. Will you take him in? How do you even know it's a boy? Chairman. They found her and she let it slip. But she tried to say that she didn't know who the father was. She became a prostitute. <laughs> Fitting job for a slut like her. She won. Who is she? Chairman. You hear me? She won. My old tutor? Chairman. What? Are you going to kill her too? She won. Maybe. They heard footsteps, then a door slamming. They were about to stop the recording when they noticed there was still more. By then, Huta had come closer and looked pale as he stared at the screen. Voice. Ihemi has been found again. What should we do? Chairman. Did you find out anything about her son? Voice. Yes, she named him Imihyuk, but he's not registered in any schools or daycare centers yet. This is her current address. Chairman. Make sure she won't doesn't harm them until we can confirm if he's mine. Voice. Yes, Mr. Chairman. The recording finally stopped and it was Huta's turn to be enraged and stunned. The others glanced at him and Minho went over to him. Huta. Huh. He suddenly burst out laughing, scaring Tain. Minho was already familiar with those types of outbursts from Huta. Somin was still in shock, but it suddenly made sense. She always felt that her mother wouldn't have just killed herself for no reason. And Leo had inched towards the laptop to look for something. Leo. Wait. Tain. What is it? Leo, were we all chosen? Huta, bingo! Everyone turned to look at them. Suddenly, Top and Gikwang showed up and asked what happened, and Taekyun approached behind them. Top, we heard someone laugh like a psycho, Gikwang, but this doesn't feel like a party. Taekyun, it never is. What did we miss? Huta, we are all connected one way or another to Hyungnim, which is why we were recruited to do his dirty work. And then we were going to end up dead or incarcerated while he reaps all the benefits of our hard work. Matthew. What do you mean? Leo. Say it clearly. Huta. Minho. How did your parents die? Minho. Officially a gas leak. Huta. What did they do for a living? Minho. My mother was unemployed, but my dad worked at a bank. Huta. What bank? Minho. Seoul City Bank. Huta. If you follow the money, Hyungnim has an account there, and I'm guessing your father stumbled upon something he shouldn't have. Huta went over to the nearest bed and plopped down. Huta. 
Well, we know why Matthew and Taekyun joined. Top two. Gikwang, well, you just got lucky, I guess. Leo and Taeyin? Leo just glared at Huta, and Taeyin adjusted his glasses before clearing his throat. Taeyin. <clears throat> my, my parents were murdered. They said it was a murdered suicide, but my father would never hurt my mother. My father was a middle school teacher, and my mother was a real estate agent for Seoul Realty. She had mentioned she helped a young CEO look for commercial properties. Huta. Bingo. Leo. Should I say it, or... Leo took a deep breath as he closed his eyes. He looked at Huta, but turned away towards the window. Leo. My mother was a widow. She worked several jobs to support me and my older sister. As part of a class assignment, my sister ended up volunteering at Happy Ever After. My mother only died because she was with her having lunch. Huta clapped his hands once and leaned back as he looked at each of them. Huta. You see, if you look at everyone's tragedy, you'll find some connection to Hyungnim. Now, I want everyone to focus for tomorrow. Keep this anger fresh. Yongguk. Why me? Everyone turned to face Yongguk, who looked like a pitiful, pitiful child as he stood by the door with hunched shoulders and an exhausted expression. Huta. That's easy. It's because you enjoyed violence. You didn't show any remorse after nearly burning those kids alive. Yongguk maintained his blank expression but was fiddling with his hands anxiously. Huta smirked as he leaned forward. Huta. Changmin knows a lot of people, so whenever they would see someone like you, they'd call him. Your parents didn't have a connection to Hyungnim. They were just trash. Yongguk nodded and walked away. Matthew wanted to go after him, but didn't know if it would be okay. Yongu could also be unpredictable and dangerous. After a few minutes, though, he finally went to go look for him. Meanwhile, back at Hyungnim's mansion, the lights were still out, but the guards were connecting generators. Jun went around the mansion, pretending to search for the others. He was relieved that they had managed to escape without getting caught. He reported to Hyungnim, who cursed him out, but said he wasn't worried. Hyungnim, tomorrow, 9 a.m. Well, you already know, right? He ended the call and Jun went over to find Jong-un. He unlocked the door and walked in. Jong-un, did they make it out? Jun, yes, but I think we'll be going out with Hyungnim tomorrow, so just to be ready. Hyungnim nodded and Jun headed back out. Jong-un, it's now or never.